welcome to Kristen Whispers Sonnets. <laughs> Tonight's episode is Disney Princess Face, and that's a theme from one of the sonnets that I wrote before that has to do with my um, stripping and the way that I did it, and um, it's kind of a, a thing that that happens when you're a stripper is you get a bit put into categories because I guess, you know, when you're dealing with male desire and, um, <laughs> you're, you're there mostly male. When I worked, we had, you know, some female customers, but mostly they came with men. And so, I mean, you really were, it was about male psychology and people would, you know, there'd be girls that would be more like the cougar type or, um, me the school girl or different you know um we had girls that look like models and you know girls that look like the girl next door which is more like me <laughs> and all kinds of things like little um tropes I would say and one time when I worked there um there you know there were a few of us that looked really innocent and um, we had a, a bachelor party. People would call up to the club all the time to try to get um, girls lined up for bachelor parties. And some of these were very um, elaborate, expensive affairs, you know, maybe some very rich people putting on some kind of party and they want strippers, but they want a very certain type of stripper. And in this case, they, you know, the woman was very... Um, <laughs> kind of snobby our manager said and was like I'm sorry but I can't have anyone with tattoos or um you know we want a very specific thing and actually what we would like is a um stripper with a Disney princess face and and he came back and had pulled a few of us out and we were told we had Disney princess faces and it was just the most surreal thing I didn't even do bachelor parties at this time so it was um, wild to me. I, I did one in my whole career and I totally regretted doing it. And I was kind of coerced by the management to do it because it was a very wealthy man, a banker. And um, everything about it made me uncomfortable. It was on a boat. I had uh, security, but I, I just didn't want to be doing it, you know. And uh, But I felt like, you know, they made me feel like I had to do it. And, and after that, lesson in life I I never would be coerced about it again so it was a good um experience in that way and nothing nothing bad really happened except that I just did something that made me was out of my comfort zone and made me feel um just not good and so anyway <laughs> um I I did not do this party for these doctors that was that wanted the Disney princess face strippers but I just found it wild, you know, um, about, you know, why certain men, that was their fetish. And what did that mean? Did that mean they wanted to treat you better? Did it mean they wanted to treat you worse? What, you know, what, what, um, you know, it was just an interesting psychology to me, like, you know, that you, you want a stripper, but you want a very innocent looking stripper. And, and so that I wrote this poem that I'm going to read to you. It's one of the first of these Disney um, themed poems that I wrote that are a little adult, all of them. Um, and that poem is called um, <laughs> Disney Princess Face. Just a second, let me get my 
Lots of endings for a Disney princess face. When men request a topless dancer with a Disney princess face, there's just a few of you inside this place. You're informed if you are one, irrespective of what you have ever done with women, men, or they have done to you. You wear a mask of skin, maybe untrue. Men rent to feel the sway of power next to something naked then they could devour, savor, or save between their teeth. Remains of fairy tale feast make them prince or beast. Both of these you have seen. Charcoal, virgin wool, gabardine. Who take a wife whore victim from neon light disgrace. There's lots of endings for a princess face. So, yes, this was kind of me pontificating on like what, you know, what becomes of a Disney princess face stripper. And that included me, you know, apparently, at least in this scenario and this one point in time in my life. And, you know, I, I had fun writing that even though it's very dark, but I do think there is something dark about sometimes, you know, um, when people have a desire for something very innocent, but they're, you know, in a place that sort of degrades that too. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I like to explore the psychologies of desire a lot. And I think I do that in my books, you know, and I always want to be, um, you know, mindful of, you know, what's behind different things. Um, but I'm just glad, honestly, I didn't do that party, though I did hear from the girl who did, who, um, was also, you know, totally a Disney princess face girl. And she, um, (laughs) her, her name was Dorinda and she, uh, had a great time. She said it was just very, um, you know, one of the easiest bachelor parties she ever did, but packed of people. And I always was curious, you know, to like maybe go to one that was like that and see what it would be like. But I, um, you know, my one experience, like I said, was very solitary, one man and me, and he was deaf. So he, there was no music even. I just kind of swayed in place completely naked, um, (laughs) on a boat with a, you know, huge bouncer to make sure this man doesn't touch me. And anyway, (laughs) that's my bachelor party story. Awkward. I would just call it awkward. But more Disney poetry now, because the next one that I wrote that, um, because I love Disney World and I love to go there and I had the, um, luck and joy of, um, eating in the Cinderella castle and on my birthday one year and when and I'm always when I go I you know dress like a princess and stuff I mean at least some kind of cute ears and outfit but you know sometimes a tiara or whatever but people always call me princess there you know and I am fine with that (laughs) I like to be called princess so anyway (laughs) I um it's just my kind of place I I was having this very, I mean, 
most elaborate dinner in in the um, Cinderella castle where you can look out everywhere and just look down onto the park and it's so beautiful and um the princesses are all there and they all come around and, and greet you and you know the other there's I think there was like four when we ate and there was like um Jasmine uh, who are the others Snow White Belle and Sleeping Beauty. Well, the Sleeping Beauty was last, and after we got through all of them, she came, and I'm just going to read the sonnet to tell you. <laughs> the others were all normal, but she was just a little bit different. She was a little bit older, and she was definitely flirting with me, and I will stand by that statement, <laughs> and I dream of it, so here we go. A Sleeping Beauty's Amusement Castle hidden stare, the four-await announcement, princess hair, a twirl to tables, royal tourist, roquefort, photo request, glittered little girls, one princess at my table, me in ears, pigtails, adult they see, the first Snow White, she scripted sweet, mermaid Jasmine appear to greet, Deliver dialogue polite. The last Aurora, pink, petite, prim, poised for table, folded fingers neat. Button birthday she spies, side eye, my pink cheek joy, and gaze so shy, leans close, scent, scent sugar, spun, for breathy, pornesque whisper, no witness. May all your dreams come true tonight, princess. <laughs> so that just made me giggle and I liked reading it and remembering that experience when I've also been flirted with at Disney World by Peter Pan most recently. Um, he asked me to be a mermaid on his island and I would be all for that. So it was just funny. I, I have really, I don't know what it is. Like, I get hit on in Disney World by characters more than any other place. Like, I mean, you know, like, you know that I get hit on in the world. It's, you know, and sometimes it's not even characters. I just feel like I'm so at home there and I show myself the way that I did in the strip club. I wear my pigtails and I'm you know, I very much show my woman childishness, and so I think that sets off radars in certain people that maybe that's their thing, and they just can't help themselves, even if they work there, but I, it's kind of funny, like, every year, I, it's like, who's gonna hit on me this year at Disney World, and, um, so this last time it was Peter Pan, and, <laughs> and that was really unexpected, too, because I just, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought it, but anyway. So the next poem I'm going to read is about Belle and her beast. And it's one of my favorite sonnets I've ever written. And it is about, you know, my kind of adult view of Beauty and the Beast. And uh, really that I like him in the beastly way. And, you know, the movie's all about her changing him and him, you know, oh, you deal with this and love him and then he'll go back to the princely form. Um, but this is um, a poem about embracing the beast. And 
I'll just read it for you. My beast, I live inside your library. In stacks I slumber under lock and key. A book still open, pressed against my nose. The wax of candelabra drips on dainty toes. I'm shook from sleep by creaking oak. Your hooves that pound parquet and rattle statues baroque. Bow of yellow, all I wear. You chase me down a curling stair. Your claws that turn me show that face I crave. The fiercest features form for me you save. A vestal visage worn when you must go to town. So blonde and warm and buttoned down. I read for hours forlorn, feral. Fireside across a silk settee. Until closed eyes bring a beast back to me. I just, that's just my fantasy <laughs> right there. You know, to be, you know, locked away in a glamorous, gorgeous library, multi-levels. And um, as the library that's, I I wrote this poem looking at the library from the, you know, animated movie that's just so gorgeous. And imagine being um, just locked up in there. <laughs> and waiting for the beast to come back and um, where he has gone to town in his princely form but then he shows back up <laughs> in his beastly form and oh I mean I guess I'm a pervert what am I gonna say but you know it's just it makes me happy <laughs> And I always get a um, good response to that poem. So it's kind of funny, you know, sometimes I write things and you feel like you're revealing something really perverted about yourself and you feel so vulnerable. And then it's like, oh, you know, you get so much response to that poem that you realize, well, if it is, it seems to be a common, you know, kind of fantasy because... I definitely have gotten a good response to that and it makes me feel not so like such a strange girl as I know I am but anyway I have one more poem that is Disney themed and I just wrote it the other night it's very short and um, it's not even a sonnet it's much shorter than that and it was because of I, I wrote it um, because of being on social media and like the weird phenomenon you know you have to observe in like friendships with people or the way people compete with each other about things and I was thinking about how in social media world that um snow about snow white and they like the wicked queen and that whole competition of who is the fairest that you know, if, if those two characters were on social media, it would all be about likes. It wouldn't be about a magic mirror. It would be about, oh, well, you know, you got more likes by the, you know, this person, or you got more likes today, you know? And so I wanted to, um, write a little, got prompted to write a shorter poem. And so I tried to capture this little dynamic in a very short poem. And anything that gives me an excuse to write Disney I'm going to so 
Here it's called Like the Fairest, a social media cautionary fairy tale. Queens need no fucking magic mirror, just a telephone where fairness is calibrated, easily known. A hunter for a princess lust, documented with likes upon hated, round avatar faces she will cancel tonight. <laughs> it's just a little one. But I, I do think we all, you know, there's so many great elements of social media, and I'm definitely not a person who um, complain, um, complains about social media because to me, it is save, as much as writing has saved my life, which it has, um, social media has too because I, I am not a person that has like a lot of you know friends in the you know real world I don't go out very much I keep to myself and so to be able to you know go online and you know make friends and be in group chats and have people care about you and like what's going on with your health or your writing and to have friends that's a wonderful experience to me and i'm i'm grateful for it i'm grateful for it there are certain elements i don't like facebook and i got off of facebook because of that and so i don't i don't you know for whatever reason to me it it just you know we all have our certain ones that maybe we don't like and for I took a long long time to get to Instagram but when I did I actually like Instagram a lot though I still say Twitter is my primary social media platform and the one I feel most comfortable on because I like Instagram and taking pictures and all that but there's something about being able to speak and um write words more easily and dialogue with people that I like that's about Twitter and even when it gets weird which it does at times and people get competitive if oh you have more likes than me or something like that um, and you deal with these kind of dynamics to me it's just like my point in this poem you people always I mean Snow White didn't have um, Twitter or likes to worry about but she had magic mirrors and it just goes to show whoever wrote you know the stories that you know they were dealing with female competitiveness you know back in that time and it just takes a different form so I mean you can always say oh you know this isn't great place or whatever but to me I I love Twitter and you know, I don't like the stress and I try to handle my, you know, self as with integrity and as much, um, kindness as I can. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to call it, you know, terrible or awful because it just has given me too much. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening to some bedtime stories about Disney princesses and even from the modern world and I hope you have something to snuggle I have uni here and we'll be back next week on Monday for Kristen whispers sonnets but right now I'm just gonna say good night and see you next Monday
join